Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. Following my breakdown of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight, I'll be digging deep into the raunchy Twilight fanfic turned erotic romance, Fifty Shades of Grey. Although I'm not sure romance is the best word to use. Join me every Monday and Friday for chapter-by-chapter analysis of the book that Salman Rushdie said made Twilight look like war and peace. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or visit breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links and contact information. I have a feeling that it's going to get awkward, but let's get through this together. Happy reading! This is where the gaslighting gets really good. My nickname around these parts is Dead Weight. I haven't been considering scissoring. I'm prepared to travel in time. We were deep into an Adam Sandler rabbit hole in this podcast. How did that happen? A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Barrett. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Barrett. I'm, I'm a jackass. I, I sat here, I was like, why is Kurt making that face? It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't, oh no, wait. Les always introduces Kurt. I don't know where my head's even at. Never mind. Hi, Kurt. <laughs> Hi. You had this look on your face like, why did Jason forget me? And then Les introduced you, he's like, wait, did I screw up? Oh. <laughs> I'm already getting off to the wrong, on the know. wrong foot. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, well, here we are. Another another week. It's it's a it's a hallmark week this week. Yes. So you know. Uh, oh, Kurt. Ooh, oh, that ooh. was that was a loaded. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it really Jeez. was. I've I, apparently have looks on my face and uh, I have intuition in my voice. Yeah. I don't know. That that <laughs> misguided <yes>. inflection. <laughs> I am, I'm projecting a lot on Kurt. Yeah. Kurt Kurt has opinions today. I wanted to say something about there's been a lot of news about the royal family because they're, you know, Meghan Markle is a friend of the show. And I think we watched one of her movies one time. A friend and, of the uh, show. Yeah, apparently, like, apparently, like she's been on came, a bunch of times. <laughs> apparently when they came into the um, the U.S., they had to be uh, supported by Tyler Perry. I heard about that. And I wonder... Are they obligated to watch his movies? Like, does he like leave his does he leave his DVDs in the house? Like, and they like they have to watch. <laughs> so, did you watch? You know, how, why did they get married? Part two? Oh uh, no, we, we haven't gotten around to that. You're you're saying I that as say if that. they wouldn't like those movies. I I feel I, like I, Harry and Meghan are uh, big, huge Medea fans. You think right. so? Yeah, yeah. I I was just surprised. Like, I, I think knew they have Tyler- to be. I knew Tyler Perry had a lot of money, but I was surprised that he had that much money that his place is capable of accommodating royalty. Oh, he, and he hired security. Oh no, he is obscenely rich. He built this studio in Atlanta, like the big production studio yeah. there. That's his studio. Right, wow. I'm wow. not talking, because you know, because normally you'll hear the word studio and it just means like production company. You can set up an office anywhere, but a studio is like an obscene amount of land. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because the fact that he he not, he not only housed them, he hired security for them. 
Yeah. Yeah. He, one He's of his supporting shows, the family. <laughs> one of his shows um, when uh, when production was starting back up with COVID, he paid for um, private homes in the same neighborhood for everyone in the cast so that they'd be, they'd be able to wow. quarantine with their, their like whatever family units they wanted to bring along for filming. Wow. Oh, I did oh. hear that. Yeah. He was flying people in and his, uh, private jet. Yeah. That was, that was okay. really something. I never thought in my life I would utter these words, but, I am impressed by Tyler Perry. <laughs> I've heard he's I've, built an empire. I haven't really watched a lot of his movies. I heard his live shows are a lot of fun. Oh, like when he's Medea on stage? Yeah. Yeah, when he does his live shows. Because he's still, I don't know if he's done them uh, recently, but I, he's, he's done them at least in the last five years or six or seven years. Because I, I know people who have gone to see him, uh, see him, and they said it's a lot of fun. Well, I know that his, like, when he started out, his stage shows, you know how, like, with, you know, Kurt and I do the Fringe Festival circuit, and it's sort of a niche audience, and within the circuit, you know, there are, like, stars and everything else within the circuit, who people on the outside would have no idea who they are, but Tyler Perry, I guess, did, there's a whole church circuit like oh, a black church okay. circuit where people do plays and i guess he was on that circuit so like with the black church circuit he was well known long before he started doing movies yeah that makes sense yeah 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 wow nice wow. doing well Wow. Yeah, I watched Harry and Meghan last night, and there was some bombs dropped. Oh, is, oh, is that a new bomb? Are we going to find out something yeah, new? She is right now. That might be her now. She's a friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about happier things. Kurt, do you yes. have any black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Yes, this is from Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fowler. Black China and quote-unquote best friend Dream Kardashian four rock-matching pink jumpsuits in $400,000 Rolls Royce. Oh, the 32 shared a sweet moment she had with her daughter, Dream Kardashian 4, in an Instagram post on March 6. The proud mother wore a matching pink jumpsuit, which included a long sleeve zip up top and fitted pants with her baby girl as they hung out in a pink lined Rolls Royce. They posed for gorgeous pics together and also showed off some fun, including a game of rock, paper, scissors as they smiled and laughed in front of the camera. Um, that's my best friend. Black lovingly captioned the Instagram post. The model also wore... Wait! <laughs> Wait for what? Her name is Black Lovely? Black Lovely? Black Lovingly. Oh, did I say lovely? Black oh, Lovingly. I somebody... The model also wore pink shaded sunglasses with her outfit and had her nails painted yellow and long straight hair down with bangs styled in the front. Dream also had her hair down and showed off her adorable curls. It didn't take long for followers to comment on the cute post once it was shared. She looked just like Rob, LOL cutie. One follower wrote, referring to 
Dream's dad, Rob Kardashian, 33. She's growing up, another wrote. Others complimented the close relationship the mother and the daughter have. Black's latest post isn't the first time we've seen her and Dream in matching outfits. In 2019, they were spotted sporting matching black and white tracksuits during an outing. That same year, they proved outfits aren't the only thing they can match when Black shared a pic of her and her little gal showing off matching pigtails in her hair. When Black's not the one sharing moments with Dream, Rob is. He recently posted two new pics of his only child to his social media account, and they showed her, her posing on a staircase and playing with a dollhouse while donning a blue and yellow football jersey, black pants, and black boots. He also shared a different pic of her rocking a blue T-shirt that had his name printed inside a white box inside of the front a few days before. She found Robert's shirt when Robert was just a child. He cheekily wrote in the caption. Wow. There you go. Everything you want, less outfits. First of all, I'm happy that the news is back to normal and we get an outfit commentary on Black China because without a commentary on what she's wearing, to me, that's an incomplete article. Well, this yeah. made up for many articles. I, as I listened to you read that, for whatever reason, my mind went to this concept. Somewhere in the world, there is a person whose job it was to develop a database that keeps track of when Black China has worn a matching outfit with her daughter. <laughs> that's, that's the use of the internet these days so you know what i had a flash of though as you were doing the description i had a flash of mommy did you ever see the movie mommy dearest yeah when christina yeah. and joan had like matching they like they were gardening or something and they had like matching outfits like with the gloves and the hat and oh okay they, i don't remember like, mother daughter outfit i remember no wire hangers ever and you know, uh, cleaning with Clorox. Why did she get so upset about why she's the one like who provided the wire hangers? Like a little girl did buy the hangers. They probably got them from the dry cleaners. Right. Oh, really? And yeah. they just, and there was just an overabundance. Of, of, well, I think of, it was uh, like all the, the nice hangers. wooden hangers and she probably had a couple of the wire ones in there and Joan was not happy about it. Well, no. and you know what? Looking, I'm, I am no therapist. I, I'm no doctor, I am no therapist, but looking back now that we are more knowledgeable as a people, I would say that Joan Crawford was either bipolar or she had serious OCD. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, yeah. that cracks. Like, it, it's, you know, because especially the bipolar because just because her mood swings, it seemed like her mood swings were very extreme. Mm -hmm. It would be interesting yeah. to kind of go back through time, either, you know, people famous or even people in your, your circle who uh, you've, you've lost touch with because they seem so erratic. And then to later find out about whatever kind of um, medical issues they may have had or mental issues they may have had that weren't ever diagnosed because we didn't used to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And especially with women, oh, you know, especially careful. No, no, it's true. No, it's true. It's like women would like they wouldn't. They would get the vapors. Seriously. There we go. Right. There we go. What is the do we know the what the vapors. vapors are? 
What did you say? The vapor. You know, you always hear like old old movies, like, "Oh, I've got the vapors." The vapors. Yeah. I don't know. What the, I don't know about the vapors. Like, oh, I'm feeling faint. You know. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that that may have been uh, the the upper class way back then of saying, "I am drunk." I got the vapors. <laughs> I got the vapors. <laughs> but but yeah, you know, there's a whole history. But even remember we talked about remember when we watched that movie Nellie Bly mm-hmm. and yeah. she was and and like they would like sometimes institutionalize women for like crazy stuff like her going through menopause or or oh yeah a woman being upset just upset or you know um, just upset or 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 even like postpartum depression because wasn't I think there was a woman who was in that movie who was hospitalized but she it was obvious she had postpartum depression right so i think with women and mental health i think that women up until recently have received like a short the short shrift with that yeah and and we're okay. recording yeah. this ironically on international women's day oh okay. hey happy women's day woo 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 Happy women. Bam, bam, bam. See, we wrote a song to celebrate. <laughs> a friend of mine, right, right before we started recording, had uh, sent me a message saying that he got this awkward text from uh, someone up above at his company today saying that they'd like to congratulate the women on the team for National Women's Day. And he thought, thought it was weird because he's like, that would be like someone saying, uh, congratulating us on Gay Pride Weekend. <laughs> like it is a weird thing to get congratulated on, right? That is true. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations for being gay. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> well, why not? There's always that a reason to celebrate. Funny. That is funny. Well, okay. Let's get into this. Let's get into this movie. Here we are. So it's called the Mediterranean Mix Up, correct? Uh, sure mix is. up in the Mediterranean. Okay, mix up, mix the, up in the Mediterranean. I, I, before we even get into it, I, I have a funny story because I, I as uh, Kurt definitely knows, but let me know, I was having some trouble accessing the movie that I recorded on my DVR. Like it went away after I watched a little oh. bit of it. Um, and so I, I had to use Kurt's uh, access to, to get in and watch it. And uh, because Kurt... Kurt's always talking about Black China. His computer ne- must know because the first thing suggested to me <laughs> under Kurt's login was her reality show. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> well, I hate to burst your bubble, but that's the reason. The reason that is because I saved an episode. I like DVR'd, I guess you guess you call it. I like mm-hmm. DVR'd yeah. an episode. So <clears throat> it records every episode. Sure. So on the, yeah. on the main screen, it's coming up on what's saved. So that's yeah. why. That's funny. Black uh, China pops up. Yeah, yeah Black China pops up. It was up literally, literally the moment I logged in and I had to think about it for a second why that would be coming up. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That that's funny. Because that's our bread and butter. Yeah, and uh, there was nothing weird. Was there, there was nothing weird in my DVR or anything like that. I Everything's didn't, normal. I didn't look around anymore. I was a little worried. <laughs> that's I know that stuff like that. I get a little. I get a little weird. Like, ooh, should I look and see what? Uh, maybe I don't want to yeah. know. I mean, clean, that's that's clean. like right up there with looking through somebody's medicine cabinet or like the yeah. drawer by their bed. Hmm. Going through a woman's purse. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think or we're, a man's. All right. 
Les, would you go through someone's medicine cabinet? You wouldn't go through someone's purse. You might I would not. not go through someone's. I would not no. go through someone's purse. I would no, not. no, no. I don't know. I don't. I don't think you go through someone's medicine cabinet either, because you, you know why? I don't think you want to know what's going See, on. I think you. I I have looked not because I'm trying to be nosy, but because sometimes I'll have like a headache or I have something stuck in my teeth, and I'm just like, I don't want to ask right. them for floss. It's probably right here. <laughs> oh, great! They have right. morphine. Yeah. Well, and right. th- well, that's like you know secondary. <laughs> But yeah, okay. So if the medicine cabinet is open, Uh-oh. I will. I will look. Define open. open, because sometimes it's it's well, like it's not closed properly because the latch or whatever. Like I, I right. like is that open to less? Okay. If it <laughs> makes a if it makes a noise, then it's not open. What do you mean okay. makes a noise? Like a like if it's cracked open and it goes when you open right. it. Well, how, why, why would you open it if you thought it weren't, if you thought it wasn't open? Actually, I'm really good though. I don't open medicine cabinets. I honestly don't. Okay. No, see, I didn't think, I, I didn't, I didn't think you did. I know you like to spy and stuff like that, but yeah, but that's, different. I don't know about the medicine cabinets. Cause I don't know if that's, that's kind of like, <laughs> you're, kinda, you're, you're literally opening up. Well, something okay. you don't know, you know? I'm not. I'm not nosy for evil. I'm nosy for good. So, like opening right. up someone's opening up someone's like medicine cabinet or like going through their purse. Now that's nosy for evil. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like medicine cabinet is like it's one of those things that if you really want to hide something, you wouldn't put it in there anyway because other people might potentially see it. Right. 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 Yeah, exactly. And and especially. Especially, well, I guess not, I was going to say especially these days, but not, not currently because we're not going to parties. Right. Or we, should, or we shouldn't be going to parties. Yeah, but, be careful. Oh, sorry, go ahead. But there's sometimes, like, if you have, like, pain pills and stuff, I hate to go there because we're talking about the Hallmark Channel, but people do go <laughs> in and steal, like, pain meds and yeah. stuff. So you wouldn't you wouldn't keep that in your medicine cabinet anyway because people steal that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I will say, in terms of Hallmark movies, this one came the closest to being a plot that could be in a Lifetime movie. Yes, it really did. It really did. It it, it really did. There are some moments in this movie. I'm like, I can't believe Hallmark is letting the characters be this sneaky. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and um, so let's so let let's let's get into it. All right, let's Next do it in the Mediterranean. Okay, so you guys, this has never come up before, I don't think. But the, you know how I love a good makeover movie and a makeover montage. In second place is a good twin movie. Oh, okay. yeah, a, a good okay. twin mistaken identity, and there's all sorts of twin tropes, and so. Oh. This, yeah. Oh, there's all sorts of, t- of twins. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and so, um, you know, they they did they did mess up, and I'll get to that because there is a special twin makeover montage that happens in all twin movies that they didn't do. This movie right. did have a good montage at the end, though. Yes, yeah. and and I'm just gonna already for the most part like 
actually, I actually liked, I liked this movie. I, I did too, and I didn't think I was going to because it the, right before the movie started, they played like a fifteen second promo for, it, and I wrote down the copy of the promo because it was so ridiculous. It said, "Josh and Meg are falling in love, but Meg thinks Josh is his mm. twin brother Julian, who's married to Henry and speaks French." Hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, we may have some conflict on this because I. <laughs> I thought this movie was kind of dumb. Oh, it was so. super dumb, but I still liked it. <laughs> no, it was dumb. It was no, incredibly it was dumb, dumb. I still liked it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Once again, Josh and Meg are falling in love, but Meg thinks Josh is his twin brother, Julian, who's married to Henry and speaks French. Super dumb. Yeah, Meg. first of all. I want to skip ahead. Now, okay, so we start out. We're in, we're in Alaska. You can We've tell. never been to Alaska before. Well, haven't so, we? I feel like we I, may have been. So, so Maybe not. we're in a diner in, in Alaska and there's a cook and he whips out this and I put an ugly looking dessert, oh. an ugly looking dessert, but it turned out to be a baked Alaska. Yeah. And so he got chastised because the boss is like, why are you making fancy stuff like that? Stick to regular food. We are a diner in Alaska. for Christ. He gets shamed for trying. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to um, a fancy restaurant, and um, this guy is talking to his daughter, Meg, and Meg is talking about how she is flying to Malta for a cooking contest. And I was like, oh my gosh, Malta, that's a real country. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever, well, I think, there's only like one other time that we've actually gone to a real legitimate country. I think that no, we've done it a few times. We it's have. usually with like Lacey Schubert, and I. Th- the it seems like the, the only times they yeah. do it is when they actually have the budget to film there. And this was a pretty decent budgeted movie. Yeah, this looked like it probably was filmed there. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, but it didn't make me want to go to Malta. And I know from watching um, Lacey Chabert when she went to uh, Bruges. Bruges, I wanted to go to I wanted to go to Bruges. I still want to go to Bruges, but this didn't make right. me want to go to Malta. Right. Because, see, I, I thought it, I wanted to go. It looked really pretty anytime they would walk around that like little city part with all uh, the, the, um, it looked uh, the touristy gondolas and stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Right. Oh yeah. Touristy to me. So yeah. But they probably got uh, you know, incentives to film there to show the country off to get people to travel again. Right. So they want to show off the touristy stuff. So so the dad and the daughter are talking. The dad is being patronizing to the daughter. Um and he wants her to come working he wants her to work for his company and she's like no, she wanted to do her own thing and build her own empire. This and is then, this is a this is a trope I've noticed down Hallmark movies. Like event planning is like the dream. Oh yeah, yeah. We've had so many event planners, wedding planners, and yeah. I think it's sort of the catch-all for you want a job that you know you want to show a, a woman that's empowered in her job that's both creative but also provides uh, provides logistics because women are badasses and they can do it all. Right, because it is yeah. International Women's Day. Yes. So, so congrats. Um, well, it wasn't when they made the movie, but maybe they knew. 
that we'd right. be recording I, this two weeks yeah. after the movie aired. And I watched it today, so I, I watched it today, so I watched it on International Women's yeah. Day. All right. So, oh, so then, um, um, the the so the chef walks out, and he is Josh's twin, Julian. And Julian is a dick. Julian, yeah. he, he's a total dick. Yeah, actually. he was. He was a bitch. <laughs> or, of course, they made him the gay one. The bitchy guy is the gay character. Okay, but they were not wrong. <laughs> they were not wrong. True. <laughs> so, so he's talking he's talking to her dad, but he's being like a dick to her though. With, with like, and he's like man, yeah. mansplaining yeah. to her. It's rude. He's talking dad to her. He's mansplaining to her. And then, and the dad, and I was like, okay, that's ballsy to do it in front of her dad. And the dad just like, let it happen. What? No, I, he doesn't, he, he doesn't seem to like her. The dad? <laughs> or Julian? No, I guess, I guess he does. I should say. Well, no, the dad was kind of, a, kind of condescending to her throughout most of the movie. And I also thought it was funny that like, her whole her whole identity in this movie is, you know, I'm I, I'm smart and capable. I want to do this on my own without my dad's help. Yet she's hosting her first big event at her dad's hotel. Right. Yeah. What a way to separate herself. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> so so then and the, dad, and the dad has such lack of interest. He can't even, he won't even step out of the hotel to see what she's up to. Right. He no. does once. He does once. Well, sorta, sorta. <laughs> He, he he looks out the window a couple times. So so then so then Julian then <laughs> the next scene calls his brother Josh, his twin. Mm-hmm. And so Josh and Julian so Julian invites Josh to come with him to Malta. Josh is like, I don't want to go. Julian then like. Yells at him, like, why are you still in Alaska? You should be doing other things. Um, you always pass up offers. You need better for yourself. And then Josh said that he wanted to stay at the restaurant, and the restaurant used to belong to their parents, who are now dead. Yeah. I see dead people. Plus, Alaska is a really cheap uh place to live by understanding right right and, and so maybe and that's so, the reason so i guess the parents used to own the diner they sold like they died he sold it but he's still working there yeah. and so then do they ever explain why like i understood why he stayed there but do they ever explain like why he sold it in the first place why he was i i, I didn't really get why they it was see it seemed like his life wasn't together they well, they didn't explain why they so they didn't explain. I don't think why they sold it, but he actually. I guess it turns out that Josh actually did have a lot of opportunities, like going to cooking school on a scholarship and all this stuff that he just chose not to do. He just chose to stay. There. And that's fine, but it does make sense why yeah. he would sell. Like I get why he stayed. I just don't get the. Why they felt like they needed this other weird reasoning of like he doesn't own the restaurant he's working for someone else. Well, but then his goal was to buy it back. Oh, okay. But what? Why? He already owned it. 
Right. But, so he sold it so that he could work there as a chef, like yeah. a, sh- a short order chef. And he's going to save up to buy the place back. Well, that's ambitious. Why are you buying it back? You owned it. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Look, I, yeah, no, no, I, no, I get it. It's no, like, no, I'm wearing this shirt I, now. I, I would like to sell it so that I can one day buy it again. It doesn't make any sense. Listen, I, I, I've got my own life to get together. I can't entertain this. So we have to, <laughs> we have to move on. We just have to. So then we meet, we meet Julian's husband. We meet Julian's husband, Henry. Now, mm-hmm. did you guys notice throughout this whole movie, they never once said the word gay? I noticed that said they either said Julian is married or Julian, but actually didn't even say he had a husband. They would just say, well, Julian's married. I think they were, they said husband once, but they, I definitely made note of the fact that they didn't say the word gay. Cause there was one opportunity later in the movie where one of the characters (laughs) says to what she thinks is Julian. Oh, I, you know, Something like, you know, the, the one thing keeping us apart or keeping us from ever being a couple is the fact that you're happily married. Right. And, and I'm like, like, well, maybe it's because he's gay. And, and <laughs> well, Hallmark wasn't fooling me. I figured out they were gay. Well, <laughs> and, and so, you know, he's married. He's married to Henry. I liked Henry. I did Henry too. was nice. Yeah. And, and so, like, and so Julian was like the bitchy one, and Henry was like the nice one. Henry wasn't yeah. that nice either, though. Pardon? Henry wasn't that. Henry was more level headed than Julian, but Henry was kind of, of a dick sometimes, too. Well, he was kind of bitchy with be, Josh. I think with Henry, though, Henry was a dick when he had to be, as opposed mm-hmm. to Julian, who was just a dick. Okay. Um, and and also, I think to be married to someone like Julian, you probably had to like be a dick, mm-hmm. not necessarily a dick, but a dick who <laughs> isn't going to put up with no. shit. From I know you're talking about. I would keep saying the I word dickless as a grounded, a grounded dick. Yeah, yeah. Ironically, <laughs> they did not make that dish in the movie. <laughs> I'll have the grounded dick and a <laughs> side order of asparagus with with, uh, with black diamond truffles. Mm. So then, so then, but so then, Josh ends up going to Malta. Um, and so Josh arrives. He bumps into Meg, who he ha- who his brother had been a dick to the night before, a couple of days before, and he was really nice to Meg and Meg back that he was really that Josh that he was really nice to her because she didn't realize that Josh wasn't Julian. Mm-hmm. And then the brothers meet up and then meanwhile <clears throat> Mrs. Mueller, who I guess is Meg's boss, is like looking around at the event and being like a bitch to Meg, like I'm gonna be watching you. Oh, that's that older grumpy lady. Yeah, she's yeah, the yeah. one that actually runs the organization that's putting on the culinary competition that hired Meg to mm-hmm. do the the event. Yeah, she was unlikable. So then Julian. So then later we're in the hotel room with Julian and Henry, and I forgot to mention that when Julian and Josh first bumped into each other. 
Julian totally outfit shamed Josh mm-hmm. because Josh is like scruffy, kind of. Oh, Josh yeah. was kind of lumberjack looking. Like, well, you know? yeah, I mean, they do that in every Hallmark movie where they want to have this straight guy that that like is rubbed yet kind. It's like you know, tucked in flannel shirt, maybe a baseball cap. But then again, he lived in Alaska, yeah. so. And yeah. I've been to Alaska, and that's pretty much what people oh, wear yeah. in Alaska. Yeah, I'm not shaming it. You look cute. It's cold. And and so then, um, so then we see then then we see Josh then comes into the room and he's actually like shaved. But did you notice that right right before that? Okay, so there's a scene where the husband Henry is telling Julian that he should wear a green tie. You yeah. See that? Yeah. Yeah. So he's a green tie. So then like there's this kind of like a flirtatious scene and Julian's like and, and it's like so he's so that so Henry says, you know, it, it's good with your eyes. And Julian's like, Oh, I love that you know that. And I noticed Henry just started marching over to have his way with Julian. I mean, it was like No. Oh, that's what I saw. Okay. Oh. There was chum in the water. He was mar- <laughs> and then they get. He, he was going to give then, Julian some grounded dick. I'm telling you, some grounded dick. He was marching over to uh, to make things happen, and then J- Josh came in. I think that I thought that was a very brave moment for Hallmark because well, I. But then uh, Josh came in, cock blocked the situation. Well, but you I'm know sure what? Later. <laughs> like I said, and I'm just making this up. I think Hallmark like sent out that memo. Listen, we need to get it together. We need to get current. We need to we need to get competitive with Lifetime because, after all, Lifetime used our trope and out hallmarked us with their other gay movie with Brad Drescher. So memo, we need to get it together. That memo must have been in all caps. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm still impressed with the fact that Lifetime in that movie with Fran Drescher out Hallmark Hallmark using their trips. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like this movie, they really spread their wings. Uh, and maybe that's too too nice of a compliment, but I was going to say you spread their wings creatively. I do feel like they were, they were taking more risks in terms of the way they were letting the story play out than they would normally take. Right. Like, we didn't have all the same cookie-cutter characters that we normally have. Right. No, I yeah. totally agree. And they were no, allowing totally. the villains to be the bad guy in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so then Julian oh, yeah. is outfit shaming Josh. And so he's like, listen, I'm going to go get you an outfit. And he trips over his suitcase and hurts his back. Oh, that's karma. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was karma because he was being a dick to Josh, and Josh was like being like like oh poor Josh, leave Josh alone. And so Julian hurts his back, but he but he needed to go and register for the con the competition, and there was like a time limit to go register. So Julian is like, listen, I need to get downstairs and register. And Josh is like, oh no, Julian's like, listen, Josh. Why don't you just pretend to be me and go sign up for the contest? And then, of course, Josh is like, I don't want to do that. And Julian is like, oh, just go down there, smile. And Julian, like, threw out a lot of French. I guess Julian spoke fluent French. So Mm -hmm. Julian is like, just go down there, smile, speak a little French, 
you'll be fine. Well, that's dumb. There's no other option besides this well, ridiculous scheme. What what I think is hilarious about this is it's a pretty innocuous thing for him to do in this moment. It's like, yeah, I'll just go down there as you and you're just I'm just signing you in. I look like you, no big deal. But then they make it so absurd with the way that is executed in the movie. <laughs> Because right. he goes down, and they have a microchipped bracelet that he has to wear the entire time he's there. Like, he's in prison. What the hell is yeah. that? It's not getting away with this one. <laughs> because, because yeah, the microchips, they had a, so he went down, yeah, he signed up, and the microchip bracelet was to make sure that you don't cheat. Like, Which, right. actually, I liked that idea. That, you can't I, take I, it I off. It. They like, fine, but then he kept hanging out with the woman that was the woman that was producing the event, and he had access to the kitchen at the hotel and all these other caveats. And it's like, well, was it really protecting anything? No. Right. right. See, and what I learned from that is if you're the gay guy and you're nice, you can get all sorts of things. Because <laughs> he was basically just being nice. He was nice to her. So she was like giving him access to all. Oh, that's stuff. interesting. Yeah. Because he was nice to her. Yeah. Hmm. All right. And, and so, oh, so then, um, so then Josh signs the contract. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to Ma- He was talking to Mag. He was talking to Meg, who thinks that he's Julian. But once again, he was kind of throwing her off because he was really nice to her when Julian was not. And so um, he signs the contract, and he just signed it J, whatever their last name was. Northrop, yeah, which was also the name of Julian's restaurant. It was called J Northrop, and that's their initial and last name, and that's how he signed. Right, and that's when he got the wristband that he couldn't take off. They and, they said that it was to cut down kitchen espionage. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Kitchen espionage? Is that what they said in the yes, movie? Yes, they actually yeah. used those words. Kitchen espionage. My wow. dad was a chef for most of my time growing up, and I don't remember him ever fighting crime. Right. <laughs> Well, there was a big, in the opening scene of Leonard Part Six. There's a huge kitchen espionage scene. There's a there's a big spy scene in the kitchen. I know it's probably a problematic movie to bring up today, but we had to. It. Right, you bring up that movie on International Women's Day. Sorry. <laughs> Once again, congratulations, women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then, okay, okay. So, oh, so, so then, um, Josh goes back upstairs, breaks the bad news that, holy shit, we have, I have this chip, we can't take it off, because Meg told him, even if you take it off, we'll know, and if you take it off, you're disqualified. So then Josh was like, well, why don't I just pretend to be you, and Julian, once again, is being a dick, and like, you can't cook as well as I can, and you're not gonna win. And they start arguing but then henry breaks it up and henry's like listen we need to do this because we need to win because you don't know this but our business is going under and so we need the prize money to save our business yeah and so then julian is like okay since you're just a cook and i'm a chef 
you pretend to be me, but I'm going to train you to, to cook like a chef, not like a cook. Okay. Okay, so this is where they dropped the ball for me. So, you know how I like a good makeover montage? Mm-hmm. The other montage I like is the one twin, the one twin training the other twin to be them montage. That that is true. They absolutely missed the boat on that one. Yeah, they could have done that. Right, and it's like, a, and it, and part of the twin training the other twin is a makeover montage within a montage. Hmm. It's frankly a, a double montage in this movie, though, because like the one. <laughs> <laughs> the straight twin was a little was obviously was like more butch than the than Julian. So would would Julian have to be teaching Josh like his mannerisms and things yeah, like that? That'd yeah. be a little weird. Yes, you think? No, but, that'd be all right. No, that's it's an identity swap. All right. So no, that would be that would be totally right. In fact, in fact. It's way less offensive if you teach your twin how to be like you than if your twin just, like, starts acting all bitchy yeah. and queeny. Yeah. And then he you're like, wait, really. I'm not like that. Right. Yeah. But what I did like, which was actually very realistic and good, was Henry was going to pretty much be around just to make sure everything was going all right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Henry was the sous chef. And so then we're at the event again. Henry and Josh go to the event and they run to Meg and she asks him something that Julian was supposed to know. And Henry actually helps Josh out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, uh, Meg introduces him to the other competitors. And here we meet Etienne. Which I guess is one of the villains. Yeah, and French so, guy. Yeah, yeah, Etienne. And but then we find out that Etienne and Julian went to uh, cooking school together, which is like an oh shit. So they've known each other for many many years. Okay. And then they're talking. And then Meg is like, "Well, oh, you and Etienne went to school together." Why didn't you tell us a story? And then Josh is like, uh oh, I, because he didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And so then Henry kind of jumps in. Henry jumps in and like saves the day. And then, so then Meg, thinking that Josh is Julian, her gay bestie, calls him over to talk to him alone. And Henry tries to stop it, but he can't. And so the only reason that she was calling him over was because she just wanted his opinion on how the room looked. And the reason why she wanted his opinion was she's like, well, you're, you're normally brutally honest. So I want your opinion on this. And then that's where we find out that Meg's passion is event planning. And, and she needs this to go well because this is if this goes well, this will prove to her father that she knows what she's doing. But then, the, yeah, this is where she drops the bomb. Oh, but my dad owns a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm probably we're probably getting the space for free because my dad owns it. 
Yeah, we, um, we didn't mention earlier in the movie when she was having dinner with her dad that her dad just casually drops that he's trying to buy some castle to turn it into a hotel. Right. Right. <laughs> See, I, I agree the movie's dumb, Kurt. What's that? I agree that the movie's dumb. Okay. Trying to buy That's a castle. I, I wrote. I just. I, I wrote. This is really dumb in my notes. It is. So. So then. <laughs> still liked it. So then Meg is like, you know, <laughs> so, so so Meg is like Julian. I just don't get you. It's like you're two different people. Yeah, and she's like, she also said earlier, oh, unless you have an evil twin. Right. Come on. Which he did. Which he did. Julian was kind of evil. In comparison, <laughs> yeah. Evil. He's, He's a demon. <laughs> Burst up uh, from a hole from hell. So this next part. So actually, though, I got to give this movie credit because right. they they actually took care of some details that Hallmark movies usually skip. Like Josh, like so, the chefs are practicing, and Josh asks Meg, "Hey, would it be okay <laughs> if I practiced in private?" So then that way he could go get Julian to train him. So I thought that that was like a detail that normally the Hallmark movie would have skipped. Yeah. But that's an important detail. Okay. I, I don't know enough about culinary contest when don't you normally practice in private anyway, though? I think, though, since they're at a hotel, though, they probably didn't. Oh, like so they probably have, had like a lot of time at the hotel kitchen or right. whatever. Okay, that right. makes sense. And you wouldn't you wouldn't have the utensils and stuff like that that you need. That's true. Okay. In your hotel room, so this is where you practice because then you have everything you need. Yeah. Um. So then they go back to the crowd, and then there's this loud British guy that looked like my husband's cousin Simon. My husband is British, for those of you who don't know. And this guy mm. looked exactly like my husband's cousin Simon. Maybe it was Who him. I don't like. I <laughs> uh, hope Simon's not listening. Uh, oh, I hope he is listening. Me too. We welcome all <laughs> listeners. Yeah, take that, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for listening. Yeah. I have a good reason. I have Be a good sure to give us five stars. I have yeah. a good reason for not liking Simon. Oh, yeah? You want to get into it now, or should yeah, this be a sure. private thing? Okay. Actually, I talk about it in one of my shows. <laughs> oh, spilling the tea so, on Simon. A new segment. So, Here's Les Kirk so and Albert. We, so, so we were visiting England, and we were staying with Simon and his, his husband in London. So we decide to take a day trip down to Brighton, which is like two hours away. So we go to Brighton. And Simon and his husband have a huge fight, and Simon leaves us in Brighton and goes back to London and ditched us in another city two oh, hours okay. away. That's why I don't like Simon. The irony I mean, is, though, yeah. if the tables were turned and you had done that to him, he could hear about what he had done to you by listening to our podcast on the way back. Right? See? On that long trip. Yeah. yeah. See? And, and it was one of these and it was one of these like no he didn't leave and especially since it was the fight between him and his husband and my husband and i had nothing to do with it yeah like nothing <laughs> he took it out on you yeah yes yes you guys were left it. behind that's that's a pisser yeah so yeah, maybe have him take too. the train i would shame him on a podcast too if he did that to me mm -hmm. yes yeah exactly 
Who could I shame? I'm trying to think. I have to think about that. <laughs> but now, but now this, but now this British guy, his name was mm-hmm. Chester. Chester, yeah, an old bald drunk. <laughs> it's okay that he's old, old bald I, and drunk. I right, thought uh, for sure that Chester and the the woman that was running the contest. I thought we were going to find out that they had a history together, or yeah. that they were secretly in love with each other. We never got well, either yeah. of those things. Yeah, because she I was pissed so at him. Yeah, she was. She was very pissed off a, at him. Yeah, they had very very tense uh, interactions in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yes, I wrote. I said, I see an oldie romance on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, because Chester and Josh knew <laughs> each other. Chester and Julia knew each other. And then um, and then <laughs> the woman comes up and is like, Mrs. Mueller's like, Chester, why are you even here? Get out of here. And kicks him out. Get out. <laughs> it really yeah. was funny. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> but he, it's because he beat her, didn't he? He beat her. Not not physically, but he beat her in a c- cooking contest. In this yeah. very contest years ago. Yeah, yeah. And so she's so yeah. mad now. She's she's still mad. She's like you, Les. She's like holding a grudge against well, Simon. She's holding a grudge against him <laughs> for beating he's her. her con- Simon, but she's right. the one running the contest, and his restaurant just went out of business. So there, there's a lot going on here. Oh yeah. man, this is maybe I do like this movie. I'm starting to enjoy the layers. Well, so, so, the layers, and also Kurt. So many mentions of things like baked Alaska. Yeah, it's there's, there's some a lot stuff of desserts. like that. Yeah, I was checking there, that out. There were a lot of desserts in this movie, Kurt. That's why I'm surprised that you didn't like it. Like a lot of desserts. What is baked Alaska again? I don't I can't know. remember. I believe it's a cake where there's, uh, but you bake it at certain temperature in a certain way so that the ice cream right. stays relatively yeah, solid that, right? inside, yeah. even though you baked it. Okay, uh-huh. I thought to check that out. I believe I, that's I what may it have is. had it. That's not something you see on like diner menus too much. No, because but, it's super. It's like make, it's getting a souffle. Yeah. Like you have to like know ahead of time that you're going to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't. I I probably have had it, but I not recently. So. But coming so, up is one of the dumbest scenes in the movie. So because yeah, so so Chester first was like Julian, why are you being weird? Um, right. But then Chester later then goes up to the room and Chester catches them, the twins. Yes. Yeah. Now let me just explain this because this is so dumb. Uh-huh. Now the plot couldn't be more simple. Could be more simple, and yet there's like <laughs> there's like a transition, you know, like a like a fade. It's as if like hours have gone by of them explaining it. And Chester's sitting there saying, now let me get this straight. (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) This is not, uh, it's not infinite jest for God's sake, Chester. You can figure this one out. Maybe Chester wasn't, wasn't confused by what the brothers were doing with their switcheroo. Maybe he was like, he couldn't wrap his head around the fact that one twin is gay and one isn't, yet they're identical. That's what it was? I don't know. Straight. (laughs) You're gay and you're straight and you're playing each other. Oh, this one's the bummer. Whatever. What's what's a what's an English word to say? This one's a cocka. This is cockabamy. Cracker. This one's a cockabamy. A cockabamy. This one's a real cockabamy, isn't it? You you would probably say you would probably say this one's this one's all bollocks stuff. This one's bollocks. This is not a grounded dick. (laughs) This is not a grounded dick, is it? There you go. That sounds a little more British. 
I'm all over the place with this accent. Oh, so then <laughs> they go they go to Chester's closed down restaurant. That's depressing. And Julian is dressed like Josh at this point. And Chester's telling them that his restaurant went out of business. And didn't Chester not have anywhere to live or Chester was like they, you know, it's funny now that you say that it, I hadn't really thought of it, but later in the movie, he's offered that he could stay in the hotel for free and he jumps in the chance. So was, was Chester homeless? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let that, me get my stuff from behind the bush. Because that's why I'm thinking that because part of his later part of the deal is like, Chester, if you do this for me, you can live in this hotel forever. And that's what was said. You can live in this hotel forever. For Technically, free. I already do. I sleep in the lobby. <laughs> so, so then I, I just back. like the fact that that in a Hallmark movie we were actively seeing deception I don't think we've yes. ever seen that in a Hallmark movie before and I was here for every minute of it Chester yeah Chester uh, now I think about it he's like one of those uh, people who should be a very sad case, but he's just kind of happy-go-lucky, you know? Like everything I, is, like, falling apart right. around him. He's like, oh, goody, oh, good two-shoes. He was drunk. <laughs> yeah. I'm drunk. Yeah, that's a problem. That's, that's, that's deeply sad when you think about it. <laughs> but, Jason, you're absolutely right, because in this, in this movie, there was lying, and they didn't feel bad about it. There was like no, eavesdropping and snooping, and they didn't feel bad about They're, it. They literally commit what I'm assuming is a felony. I guess. Yeah. We'll this get to that in a little a, bit. Yeah, yeah we'll there, there's that. something like pretty this, big that happens crime wise. That they there was just they, it was just like played for laughs. It was cute. Yeah. This movie is a sociopathic hellscape. No, <laughs> this, is, this is that's where there were wristbands. This, this, is Hallmark, this is Hallmark saying, this is Hallmark saying, I'll teach you to make fun of our movies. You just, you get yeah. ready. Yeah. Buckle up. Buckle up, old ladies, because we're changing around here. <laughs> this old, so some old heart attack watching this movie. <laughs> oh, so then back at the event, so they go back at the event, Meg is telling Josh, like, you know, I planned my first event at 16. And then um, she's asking Josh. She's asking Josh about his past, and he tells the story that um, about how the real Josh um, got a scholarship but chose not to go. And then Meg was like, "You know, when I first met you, I thought you were a jerk, but now." You're nice. And so then we see um, Josh, and he's training with Henry, Julian, and Chester. And so I guess it's, I guess the contest was kind of like, what's that uh, Master Chef, or what was that contest where that, Beep, that Bobby reality Flight? Or one of those where they, they right. provide the ingredients, and you have to basically make what, something out of the ingredients that you get. Yeah, I know oh, you're trying, like, uh, not Samurai Kitchen, it's, um, exist, but I, but is it there like a samurai involved somehow? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. and he'd be like, go! Yeah. Yeah, and so that like some, like one day it's like, 
your ingredient is peanut butter. And then you got to like make elaborate yeah, it's, things it's, out of It's like butter. there's oh, one thing oh and then you have a, a whole bunch of other ingredients that you can or don't have to use. But using whatever ingredients you have available plus the secret ingredient, you have to make a dish. Speaking um, of that, I just looked up a, 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 what a baked Alaska is. Yeah, this oh. thing is. I definitely eat this. It's like an ice cream thing with meringue Ooh. around it. That's a, Ooh, that would yeah. be a tough thing to make because meringue is. I've tried to make my own meringue, mm. so I've not su- succeeded. I do I like this. meringue. Do oh, like and it's meringue. like a little cake. There's like a wafer, chocolate wafer cake in there. There's raspberry. There's fruit in here involved oh. in it too. And there's ice. so it's kind of like a cake in the bottom. There's ice cream on top, and there's the meringue all around it. Okay, that does sound really yeah. good. So it's like like a fudgy <laughs> yeah, the whale Carvel cake, but with meringue on top. Yeah, because the Carvel people couldn't can't pull off the meringue. If they could, then they would have, then 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 Carvel would be a that, five star that, that restaurant. Good. Yeah. Oh, That's so Tom then we Carvel. so we find out as like part of the contest. The contest like they supply all of the ingredients, and then but they already knew ahead of time what they were going to be cooking. So basically, they were just going to rehearse, like, just cooking the dishes that they had to cook. And then we find out that Mrs. Mueller does not like funky. She does not like thinking out of the box. You've got to make traditional food. And that is it. She doesn't like funky. Well, she she might. I don't know about that. Uh, In slight defense of her, I don't think it was her that necessarily (laughs) didn't like it. I think they were saying that as a general rule, the the committee judging this always goes for really traditional. Right. So then, oh, and one thing that we forgot to mention is that Meg was talking to Josh earlier in the movie and telling him how she was addicted to chocolate and how like she bought like a suitcase, a suitcase like just full of chocolate. I can see you doing that, Kurt. Well, this next scene Uh, opens up. It opens up and she's literally running after a cart for some chocolate. And I wrote in my notes, she is Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I would not pack a a, a suitcase of chocolate because I don't want to pay for the extra suitcase. (laughs) So, you know, I I try to just bring a carry-on. Of chocolate. I can see you bringing a carry-on You buy buy it a duty-free. What's that? Buy it a duty-free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. You know, I like some chocolate. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm jonesing for. Uh, Easter's coming. They got those Cadbury eggs out there. I bought a box of five, and I've been thinking about it for the last hour. I think when this show is over, I'm going to get that Cadbury, Cadbury egg. eggs. I'm just as bad as that woman. That, this bag woman and I might be soulmates. <laughs> See, I've uh, I have a major sweet tooth, but I've never liked Cadbury eggs. They are too sweet for me. No, I like them. <laughs> Do you like peeps? No. Nope. Not particularly. Not particularly, no. I didn't know this until after I was living in California that they make uh, – peeps were made by the company in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, like right near where I grew up. Oh, like your, like your hometown. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Had no idea they were yeah. made there until I left there. No, I like chocolate I be bunnies. Desperate. Chocolate bunnies, yeah, they're good. I like chocolate bunnies, and I like to eat the ears off first. Yeah. <laughs> but it's always disappointing because like they're hollow, and you never think it's going to be hollow. You should know better by now, but you n- always think, oh, there's going to be something in there. There never is. 
Right. I like to bite the eye off like a cruel <laughs> masochist. Because the eye, it's like not chocolate. It's like a little hard, like white candy. And you blind the bunny. Oh, so yeah. So it can't, it, it, it can't see you as you bite the rest of it off. <laughs> and now I'm craving dots. Remember those dot, like little dots of yes. sugar on the paper? Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, we used to get candy cigarettes. Yeah. You, you used to get those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember those. And, the, and then all like the tobacco guys. executives I acted know. all surprised when they were being called out for marketing to kids. <laughs> yeah. I think they were gum, weren't they? They had gum and they had chocolate ones. I've had both. Yeah. The gum oh, wait, ones were good. The cigars. I've never had the cigars, but I remember the 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 chocolate cigarettes versus the candy. The chocolate actually was pretty good. I enjoyed it. The gum was disgusting, but I liked the gum ones because it actually looked like you were blowing smoke because of like whatever powder was on the gum, so it wouldn't stick to the wax paper. Oh my god, that is now that I think back on that though, that is pretty horrible. Get these cigarettes, and they'll turn into gum, and you can blow smoke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they also like had those straws. Fun. They also had the straw. They put maybe other straws with it's just it was just it was flavored sugar, and you could take the straw and sniff it like you're doing coke. Yeah. Oh, like pixie sticks. Oh, pixie sticks. Yeah. I love pixie, pixie sticks. sticks. Yeah. Do they still have those? Mm -hmm. I think so. There would be no reason why they wouldn't have flavored sugar still today. So, I used to love pixie sticks. I kind of did too. <laughs> I love it. A candy, a candy rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> oh. So I like that Josh, you called it a rabbit hole when we were talking about Easter. Okay, continue. Right That's there, right. you go. So, so Josh, egg, man. so Josh sees Meg running for the cart that she missed, and Josh is like, "Why are you running?" for the cart when you could just go to your dad's hotel and use the kitchen. Yeah, they probably have chocolate there. Right. And so then Meg and Josh are talking. They're talking about being lonely. That's sad. And, and they were talking about Alaska, and Josh was, like, saying how he preferred the bears be, – like being around bears and people or something. And Meg was like, I do too. And then. But isn't a bear, isn't that, have a, doesn't that have different meanings? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. I, oh, yes, it does. Ironically, that Josh, as Julian, is talking about bears and doesn't bring it up. Right. I prefer a bear every now and then too. Arr. <laughs> So, oh, so then um, Josh is asking um, Meg if she had a boyfriend, and she did. And this no, is didn't. another. Yes, she did. Yeah, she talks about she, it. She said yeah. she hasn't for oh, a while, but she's talking about the last guy she was with. Oh, yeah, yeah. the last boyfriend. Yeah. Because she found out that he was lying about having a job. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the way they set it up, I thought, oh, my God, they're going to, like, actually talk about him cheating. Because she's like, right. I broke up with him because he was lying to me. And it's like, oh, are they going to dance around the oh. cheating? And then she starts to tell him more. It's like, oh, they're going to say it. And then she's like, he lied to me. He quit his job so he could stay home and play video games. I'm like, ah. Come on, Hallmark. What, what was right. going on now? So he told her he had a job, but he was actually home playing video games? Yes. He quit so his job. Had, he quit his job. So I'm like, this guy's a loser. Job yeah. To go home to stay home and play video games. All right. Yeah. 
And I'm like, this guy's a loser, man. He quit his job to play video games. But then I'm sure, I'm sure, but even though maybe that was on beat, Twitch, where he's playing video games, he's making money at it. Yeah. I'm sure, right. though, even though she wanted to be independent, <laughs> she was probably living in one of daddy's penthouses. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So he didn't, like, the guy didn't need money, or she had, like, an allowance anyway. Yeah. And I'm not condoning him quitting his job and playing video games, because that just, that's just loser behavior. But I could see how he could do it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Oh, and then, okay, so then this is something that I actually agree with. Me too. And they're right. She was talking about he failed the two-month test. The ex did. And the ex failed the two-month test, which is if you're pissed about something, like, with your, in your relationship or with your ex, if you can't get over that in two months, you're never getting over it. And I'm like, she's absolutely right. Interesting. And that's not to say forgive them, just getting over the hurt or anger that it caused you. Yeah, she was absolutely... And I don't think I've ever seen a Hallmark movie do this, or very rarely when I was like, oh my God, that actually makes sense, and they are absolutely right about that. There is clearly a development exec at Hallmark going through therapy. Right? So so then... um, we see, oh, Julian is, like, itching to get out. He's bored. He's, you know, he's a cold control freak as well. And so Henry catches Julian in a suit getting ready to go downstairs. And Henry's like, what the hell are you doing? You can't, you can't do this, idiot. Or people will see that you're a twin. And so then... Meg and Josh are still talking. Meg has been talking about um, making her own success. And then Josh, as Julian, makes a move. But then he realizes mid-move, he, he's making the move and realizes mid-move, oh shit, I'm supposed to be gay. <laughs> so then he well, hugs he, her. <laughs> no, he hugged he her. her yeah. He hugged her to distract her because uh, Henry and Jul- and real Julian were walking outside. He oh, didn't want her to oh, see oh. him. Yeah, like he he went in to hug her because he, like he sees them out of the corner of his eye, and he's like, "Get away, get away." And oh, they still never say the word. They still never say the word gay. They're like, "Oh, well, he's happily we married." Yeah. So just yeah, she says she, she says she wishes she could meet someone like Julian, except for the fact that he's happily married. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And they're like, well, if we throw happily in there, then the audience will know that we mean gay. Mm-hmm. Because gay means happy. So, oh, so well. What were you gonna say? No, it's, it's all very strange. No, it's a strange. It's it's maybe it's a little bit. It's also a little subversive. That I don't know if that's the right word, but that that she's clearly like you know showing interest towards a guy who's gay and married, but she's just just like hopelessly having this attraction. Yeah, I mean, I, I the unrequited love. What I actually liked about that dynamic in this movie is that it forced 
the 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 central romance of the movie, which is between Josh and Meg, it forced it to the back burner and and, and like didn't move it at an insanely clip pace like they normally do. Like you know, these movies are all you know over the course of two weeks, they fall so in love mm-hmm. with the person that they know they want to spend the rest of their life with them. And this right. movie, like, the characters actually couldn't go there. Right. Yeah. Stunted. So so then yes. oh, so so then the contest starts and her dad is trying to get her to go with him on like a trip and she's like um dad I've got a contest to run and he just kind of blows her off uh-huh. and so um so and she's really upset about it like he was she's really hurt by it and so then Josh notices that she's sad. He goes over to console mm-hmm. her. She then once again says, my dad doesn't take me seriously. And um, then Josh is like, well, you know, my dad didn't believe in me either. And he believed in my brother more, you know. He's like, but you got to find mm-hmm. your own swagger. You got to find your own swagger and believe in yourself. And then you'll be fine. So, okay, so here's the thing. The contest starts, the prize money was 250 euros, which in the scheme of things, that didn't sound like a lot of money to me. It was 250,000. 250,000 euros. I'm going to do the math. Why does that not sound like a lot? And what what is that in US money right now? It didn't, it didn't, I'm, it didn't sound like enough money to save a, a failing restaurant. Euro to dollar. In New York. Ooh. Hold on. What is see. it? I'm going to convert it right now. This, this is going to be uh, dated by the time this uh, episode drops. I know. I'm trying to see. It's a euro, 250,000. Let's see. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, you do pretty well. Uh, euro, 250,000 as of. March 9th, 2021, uh, 250,000 euros is $295,312.50 United States dollars. Which, I mean, no, and it sounds good for, like, you and I, but it doesn't, it just didn't sound like enough to save a failing restaurant in New York. Maybe not, but I mean, it's not like they're building the restaurant from scratch. Like a few hundred grand is going to help you get caught up in some bills and maybe focus on some things to market the place and maybe get people in now. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. I can buy that. I can totally buy that. Um, oh, so then we have a cooking montage. Yeah. I, I, re- I refer to it as a competitively making food montage. Because <laughs> yeah. it was like everything was like you know on a clock, and, and they were cutting through all the different cooks that were making things, and it was it was very fast edited. I liked it. Okay, so then Julian, so Josh and Henry go back to the room, and Julian is just being an absolute dick. This guy is a total dick because he starts dick. yelling at Josh, "You were you were chopping, not dicing." And then they have a fight, and I wrote, I wrote here, Josh reads him to, for filth. Reads him for filth? He really does tell him off. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he calls him out for being a pseudo-socialite. 
and he just like he tells him off and then leaves. Yeah. And and so so then they're at a little cocktail party waiting for the results of the contest. And um I loved the fact that this contest was very very diverse. I was like, well, they even yeah. have someone from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're really diversifying. And made it a point to be like, from the Philippines, we have this guy. So I'm like, wow, they're just, you know, good for you, Mark. Um, oh, so then Henry, though, pulls Josh aside and is like, listen, you're getting way too close to Meg and you need to cool it. Mm-hmm. Um, which he was yeah, not wrong. Well uh, but then, okay, so then Meg starts freaking out because the truffles haven't shown up yet. Yeah, and they mentioned earlier in the movie, I don't know if we mentioned this, that that's going to be like one of the secret ingredients for the final round, and it's like $900 a pound. So these are really rare truffles that they were going to be using. They're not coming now. So then Josh said, I can help. And then the next scene... Chester was helping them, and it looked like they were having a drug deal. They were buying black market truffles. Well, There's no way that was – if these Chester things are $900 a pound and they're getting imported from, like, millions of miles away, like, clearly they're, they are buying these things on the black market. And Hallmark is like, ah, we'll use Chester to get him. He's homeless. <laughs> It was funny though, because the guy was sitting, the it's guy was sitting on a bench. He was wearing right. a trench coat. Like it totally looked like a drug deal going down. It was. Well, that's probably why, because that's probably what happened to the original truffles. They got stolen, and now <laughs> they, the they same were, truffles are being sold back. Paying to them. a ransom for their own truffles. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, oh, and then this is when, because since Chester like saved her ass, this is when she's like Chester. You can live in this hotel forever for free. Nice. Again, I don't want anything to do with my dad, but you can live here in his property. Have a nice life, Chester. You're, enjoy living in this five-star hotel in Malta. Have a well, great Chester. Time. Uh, what did he say? He must have said yes to that, right? Yeah, he did right in the moment. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. I'm taking like, that. He immediately said yes. Yeah. Good. Chester like, was in a Chester, Chester was no fool. Chester's like yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, Man, like could you uh, help me out? like uh, Marvel <laughs> the, storage unit. the Marvel has expanded the universe with WandaVision. I want uh Hallmark to expand the mixed up in the Mediterranean universe with a sitcom just <laughs> set around Chester living in that hotel. Right? That's going to be great. He's right. not moving you know, out. Cuz you know Chester would be barking orders Sleeping yep. with the help, <laughs> drinking, drinking. Because Chester always had like a cocktail in his hand. Reading up on squatters rights. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just in case well, no. they have to leave. Well, no. This was a handshake deal. This, this, this was oh, a Just in case deal. something. Yeah, but what if ownership changes? Then he needs to be yeah. ready with his squatter rights. And does she have and authority some- to make that deal? Right. Yeah. He's got to get himself in. Once he's in and he's got a key, then he's got to, he's got well, to, <laughs> the rights to leave. 
isn't it though in California? California law is if you're staying somewhere and you get mail, then you are automatically considered a tenant there. Oh, Chester's getting the mail. He's sending himself a letter before he gets in there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the Malta rules are, but I bet they're pretty liberal. Oh. <laughs> so so then we see Henry's getting ready to go shopping. Julian wants to come. Henry's like, no. Mm-mm. And then um, we see Jacob and and Megan. They're like, "Well, what's your favorite food?" And she's like, "Takeout." And then we find out that her favorite food is cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. And then she gives the reason why she likes cheeseburgers. You see, when her mother died, I see dead people. <laughs> she choked on the cheeseburger. Her dad would take her out for cheeseburgers all the time, and that would make her, her feel dad. better. So you're saying whenever her mother would die, she would take yeah. her cheeseburger. Isn't this feels like the plot of a McDonald's commercial in the '80s? Right. You know, because they would they would do like different kinds of commercials. They would have ones that are aimed at families, ones that are aimed at teens, whatever. Ones that are aimed at the little kids that want the Happy Meal toy. And this seems like one of those ones aimed at like grandparents who tug at their heartstrings. Of like, little girl is sad. Dad comes in. He's like, "Come on, kid, let's go get a Big Mac." Right. Those are something else. Remember, there was that one where it was like the kid's the sister and like growing up with his sister. It's like his epic story. They had like five actors playing the brother and sister. And it was like at the end, she's like the homecoming queen. And the daughter is homecoming queen, little sister. You know, you're going to miss her. McDonald's and you. I think that was the song. Yeah. But did she gather all the Infinity Stones? That's that's what you need to find out at the end of that saga. <laughs> Man. Um, I guess I don't oh. know those anymore. Oh, so then, oh, so then Julian is pretending to be Josh. And he runs into Etienne. And he's, talking, he's talking to Etienne. And Etienne's talking shit. And he's talking shit. Etienne's talking shit about Josh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then Josh is telling Meg his favorite dessert is baked Alaska because his mother, who is mm-hmm. also dead, used to like baked Alaska. Mm-hmm. And well, then what's not Meg, Meg is like, well, maybe that's why you like to cook. And so then, yeah, so we have the truffles. Yeah, Chester shows up with a bag of truffles and probably some meth. Chester's truffles. Oh, yeah. Oh, so then Henry and (laughs) Jacob are talking, and Henry's like, oh, come on, Jacob. You know Julian's acting like a dick, but he really does look up to you, right? And then, um, and then Henry is also telling Jacob, you need oh who wasn't he telling both of them well it's it's like, you keep saying jacob it's josh 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 oh. is the straight one what? julian's the gay one. Oh, why do i keep on saying yeah, jacob? i was getting confused no jacob i don't know what i was getting i don't know it was it was all blending yeah. together for me too that was a, th- this movie was originally going to be about triplets 
man, that's a sequel. That's a sequel. We find out they have a triplet. Right. So, so Henry is like telling Julian. Oh, Henry gets mad and tells Julian, "Listen, you need to get your shit together, and you need to be nicer to your brother because you're not. There's you're not going to be able to. One day, you're not going to see each other anymore." So you That's need right. to get your shit together. And so then um, Meg and Josh run into each other, and Meg asks Josh if he wants to go to eat. And meanwhile, Henry is telling Julian, you know, you need to trust your brother because your brother actually is not doing a bad job at all. So you need to trust him. And so, oh, so then... Josh is teaching Meg to cook, and once again, he cops yeah. a feel. Oh, yeah, this is very ghost-like. He, 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 he wraps himself around her like a clam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, and it's like, no gay man would ever grab a woman like that. Because he was all up. It was like ghost. It was yeah. like ghost in the poppy scene, but they were cooking. That's what I said. Oh, you did? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't steal his line. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Oh, so then they're talking, and Josh accidentally agrees to work with Meg. But then, because um, they agreed to go into business together, or like her event yeah, planning. He, he, he kind of offhandedly said, like, oh, you should come run the events at my restaurant. Yeah. And so then Meg goes up to the room later and Julian answers the door. Real Julian. And the real Julian answers the door and Meg Meg is like talking like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that once this is over, we're actually going to work together." And Julian looks at her like, "What the hell are you talking about?" and gives her attitude. Uh, I must Yeah. It's like, "I must have been talking out of my ass." Right. That's happening, and then gives her stank face and looks at her like she's like gum on a shoe, and she's kind of like, oh, Damn. oh, sorry, like, uh oh, and and then oh, and then she throws in, do we need to take two months? Yeah, Julian has no Don't idea go. what she means. And yeah, Julian's like, yeah. what are you? What are you? Julian's just giving her a look. Like he's giving her the look. Like, will you just go, <laughs> please? And, <laughs> and so, okay, so then we go back to the contest, right? Yeah. And then Josh is there, and Meg had just come from the room. So Meg is like, how'd you get here so fast? That's weird, because I was just talking to you. Yeah. And change your clothes. So then... Josh goes in to check his ingredient. Well, Josh tries to sign in with his bracelet first. Right. And then and then uh, it won't work. He's like, that's weird. And they get they open up the fridge, check their ingredients, and all the power is out at his workstation. All the food has gone bad. Right. Only at his workstation. Yeah. And they try to they 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 insinuate that the Frenchman was responsible for this. Mm -hmm. No, is the yes. Frenchman so so desperate to win that he 
sabotages their their uh, electric they insinuated well, there and somebody said, calls him out for it later too is saying that we we can't prove it but we assume it's you yeah and he, he, shut, and he shuts up he shuts up really quick so it is him. like he did do it yeah that's pretty bad so josh starts flipping out because all of his food spoiled he and meg go into the kitchen and Meg is basically like, you know, chill out, be confident, have swagger. We're going to figure this out. And they find like this expensive beef. It's like Wagyu beef. I just thought it was funny, though, that the refrigerator in this giant hotel kitchen only had like two items in it. Right. Yeah, it did look like it looked like a bachelor's refrigerator. Yeah. And so he ends up making... Um, high-end cheeseburgers with the truffles. Mm -hmm. and Yeah, it looked good. It looked really good, actually. Yeah. It was like a big, huge cheeseburger. Yeah. And even the old lady, the mean lady, like, bit into it and liked it. And so, <laughs> because of this, Josh makes it to the finals. And so, meanwhile, Meg's dad shows up. And dad and and her dad like really liked julian's food right but um back um julian is actually not wanting to get caught so julian's hiding behind a bush and calling out to josh and julian and josh are talking and julian's like listen josh okay this has happened long enough i need to take over for the final because you're not going to win and, and this is a very lifetime moment, too. Right. Because they show Etienne sees them talking and can apparently hear what they're saying, even though he's very, very far away from their whispering. Okay, so I'm torn. I am torn about this. Let me explain. So Etienne was, I originally gave Etienne a C minus eavesdropping because Etienne was eavesdropping on the conversation but he was out in the open and all they needed to do was just to turn their heads and they would see him looking right at them. So Etienne was getting a C- for this but okay. I reluctantly I reluctantly had to raise his grade to a B- minus. <laughs> Because he listened to the whole conversation and got blackmail material and did not get caught. I, uh, if I were grading this, I would start at the B minus and go down to the C minus because why the hell didn't he record it? This is true, Jason. This is true. That's extra points. He's docked extra points for that. Yeah. I he had also had that. It, it probably didn't make any difference if he did get caught. I mean, if they turned around and looked at him, yeah. he would have just laughed and ran away. Yeah, but then, but, but then they could, since this, since this movie is about like Hallmark lying and they didn't care that they were lying, then they could have easily been like, mm -hmm. oh, this is your word against mine. Prove it. Well, I, I feel like if we're going to go down that, that crime avenue in a Hallmark movie, they should have had uh, Chester hire a hitman. Which they – Oh, I, yeah. I, which I'm Chester, Chester knows could. Chester knows several. Chester knows – oh, he knows some seedy people. He's, yeah. he's spent several nights sleeping on the docks. 
He's messing some people. I love this movie. Lying, black market, dealing, which is a felony. <laughs> Kitchen espionage. Squatting. Kitchen espionage. Murder for hire. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what's Squatting, going on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Malta. We we don't know much about Malta. Are there laws there? It doesn't look like it. Maybe it like see, it's Kurt. Are you are you coming around to Malta now? It's a chaotic anarchy, or what, what's what's going on? Over there? <laughs> I don't know if that makes me interested in going there. It so, still looks touristy. Well, I'm sure. Actually, I'm sure they showed the touristy parts for the movie. Because I'm sure they had a deal with Tourism Malta or whatever you call it. Yeah. Or whatever they call it. Sure. I'm sure they got some sort of deal like that. Um, Oh, so then Etienne goes running to Meg and tells Meg, you know, something's going on. And then... He can't explain himself. Right. But then Meg shuts him up because this is when Meg's like, you know what? I think you were the one that sabotaged Julian's workstation. And... Etienne shut up and got a weird look on his face and didn't say anything. So she was right. But I love that Meg resorted to blackmail. Another blackmail. Mm-hmm. Lies, blackmail, black market activity, felonies. Where, Where is the adultery for crying out loud? If they just has some. They, oh, they wrote it out of the script. It was, uh, I think it was originally going to be Meg's ex-boyfriend cheated on her. Uh, but they oh, they right. uh, they wrote that out of the script. Now, this is let's not get crazy. This is Hallmark <laughs> adultery. Come on. Well, I, I wanna, <laughs> just I'm getting greedy. I wanted to. It's like let's let's not get let, let's not get off the rails with what? adultery here. Yeah. <laughs> Selling things in the black market, we are totally okay with as a network. But uh, is someone cheating on a spouse? No. Bridge no, too far. No, don't do it. Oh, okay. So then Megan's dad is a total dick. Yeah. Because Megan's dad is like, hey, I'm going to this banquet. And didn't he even ask her if she wanted to come? Like, I'm nah, going to this he- banquet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was like, an and she's like, uh, dad, I have an event that I'm running that I've told you about like a million times. And he just, like, oh, that's right. Blew her off and left. <laughs> he just I, invite, I invite you to the banquet, but you're a bit of a dish rag. Oh, isn't this where we also left, find? Yeah, isn't this also where we find out about why the dad wanted to eat at Julian's restaurant? Yeah, he talked shit about Julian and then said, "Oh, well, the whole reason we went to that restaurant in the first place was because I want to buy it." He just wants to buy money. the building. Yeah, yeah. I want to buy it and turn it into a water park. Right. And so then, um, so the dad is like condescending to her and mansplaining and basically like, you know, little lady, you need to be part of my business anyway. I don't know why you're doing this event play, event planning stuff. Time for you to grow up and work for me, you know? So then, so then Etienne was not done yet. So he picks up the phone and makes a call. Mm. So, you know, I hate Etienne. So, so then, um, Meg is sad. Josh goes to talk to her. 
and Megan Josh are commiserating. You know, Meg is like, it looks like we lost our swagger. And then Josh, why did Josh say, I, I believe I can do anything? I just have her, Josh, I believe I could do anything. Hmm. I don't remember him saying that. <clears throat> um, I know he almost confesses at this right. point. He almost confesses. but Right. And then I think he because he I don't know if you said it here later in the movie, but he basically says, you know, being at this competition is kind of giving me the confidence that I can, you know, go conquer things on my own, which maybe right. is the explanation of why he never left Alaska. Is he, he, he feels like he's not ready to leave the nest, even though the parents aren't there. Right. OK. okay. So then meanwhile, Mrs. Mueller storms up to the room. She goes to Julian and she's like, listen, I need to see your ID. And then Meg is like, then Meg is like, oh, come on. You, could you believe this Etienne? He tried to tell me that Jacob, that Josh, that Julian has a twin. Ha ha ha. And Mrs. Mueller's like, uh, he's not wrong. <laughs> but why is she mad at Meg, though? She's mad at everybody. I think she's mad right. at Meg because Meg's been very visibly hanging out with who she thinks is one of the chefs in the competition, and it just happens to be the guy who they just caught cheating. And also, no. if you're in charge, if you're in charge, you're the first person that gets blamed for anything. Exactly. That's why you hire an event planner. Not my problem. It's theirs. Right. Oh, so the event planner gets blamed. Yes. Well, and then fun. she's. And then she's mad because she has a thing for lying. She hates lying, and he just got caught lying to her. Oh. And then Mrs. Mueller kicks them, kicks Julian. Kicks Meg in the, the face. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> well, she did kick her in the face with her words. She she did verbally kick her in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Because then she berates her, and she's like, "I would have." If it if it wasn't that it's too late, I would have gotten rid of you. Like she totally berates her. Yeah. Mm. And so then, at the, we're back at the hotel, and the brothers are talking, and then they kind of apologize to each other and realize that they do love each other. Well, that's and nice. and then Josh tells. Julian, you know, Julian, you were actually right. And I don't want to be the guy that lacks ambition anymore. And then Julian is like, you know, Josh, you need to go straighten things out with Meg because she really likes you. Did you, did you notice this? Meg, that it, did you find it weird that Josh is still wearing the microchipped bracelet? They've, yes. they've banned him from the competition. Uh, so why are they, they wear, letting him wear the like? Take the damn bracelet off, dude. That would have been the first thing I would have done because yeah. it would have been annoying for three days. Yeah, but maybe if you, if you try to if you try to cut it, you get electrocuted or something like that. Yeah, because that's because she was like, you have to shower no, with it. Serious thing. Because she was like, you can never take it off. You even have to shower. <laughs> so never. this whole wait. Well, now I feel bad because this whole time we've been like joking and calling Chester homeless. Maybe they forced Chester into servitude. Like he's he's because remember he was in the competition. So maybe yes. he's still chipped and can't leave. Right. Oh, Chester's got one of those things too. Well, that's my theory now. Yeah. Oh, oh. These people. These people are like 
dogs. They get chipped and they can't go can't go outside of the yard. You know? They're stuck. <laughs> They're fenced in Malta. Yeah. Okay. So this next part is when I'm like, oh my gosh, I like this movie. Because at this point, isn't it a little well, too no, late? I liked it. No, I liked it. No, I already liked it. I already liked okay. it. But then what happened next, I was like, that's really sneaky. This is really good. Because Meg is pissed at them, but then Meg is like, okay, I discovered a loophole. Since, oh, yeah. you, since you didn't sign your full name and you put J Northrup, that means that you can stay. You've signed the contract and you can stay in the contract. Yeah. They basically said that the way the contract was worded, it said that all it said that the person signing the contract is who they say they are. And so it never says in the contract his name is Josh Northrup or, or Julian Northrup. It, it just says sign here. And he wrote Jay Northrup. Right. Woo. And she's like, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of gray love, areas over there in Malta. And I, I, I love when she's like, and we're going to change it. <laughs> yeah <Next> right <laughs> Malta is such a fucked up place that they're like you are wearing a microchip and you are staying here forever but ah loopholes and contracts right what are you gonna do are we sure this is a real place yeah. maybe I do wanna go there and I don't, just out of curiosity and, and then I like all of a sudden they start talking about like loopholes like there's all these loopholes for all these different things cause then she was like then there was another loophole that you can that if your sous chef quits, wink wink, you can get another one. And so Henry was like, "Oh, well then I quit." And so then Julian became the sous chef. Yeah, I I do feel like if I were running this organization that's running this contest, I would sue Meg because if there are all these loopholes, that's her fault. Yes, you're absolutely right. Meg is bad at her job. There I said it. Happy International Women's Day. Wait, and obviously they job? obviously they didn't get a lawyer to look at the contract either. Right. Because that's that's a lawyer's job to like find that stuff and point it out. Well, law doesn't exist over there in Malta, apparently, so so lawyers don't get a lot of work. True. They have to zoom them in. But then you know it's a little confusing. They're like, right. what go, what's going over there in Malta? You doing uh, what? So, so then so then they have a so then they make the final dish and Julian and, mm-hmm. and Josh made baked Alaska. Ooh. And Josh won. So and so actually Josh thanks Meg and I was like, "Oh wow, I like Meg. She's not a bitch." Because mm-hmm. he he thanked Meg and Meg is like Okay, so I'm really pissed at you, but I'm open to make this work, but let's give it I let's give it two months and let's actually with this do the two month rule. Actually he's the one that asks her for it or, or demands yeah. it, kind of. Cause he reminds but, her about the rule and he's like, I want my two months, which I thought was a nice way to ask for it. But but I like mm. the way that she was she wasn't a bitch about it. She was yeah. like, okay. And even when she was mad at him, she wasn't like he was mad, but she wasn't like 
Right. She that mad. She wasn't like yeah, the she the woman running the competition mad at Chester mad. Right. Yeah. Right. Like she was mad, but she was like, you know, you and you can tell that like oh, she can get over this. She just needs a little time. Right. So then her then, dad walks in and all of a sudden her dad walks in, right? He called. Right. He called and he's proud of her. Oh, he called. So, okay. So, so she's oh, happy. Yes, right. So she's happy because uh, her dad Ma- is proud of her. Meg, I'm proud of you for acquiring black market truffles to right. hold this event for free in my hotel, even though the event was a massive disaster because there was fraud and deception at the center of it. I'm proud of you. Right. I'm proud well, of you for making like- a Chester my sweet mate. <laughs> Right, and sleeping in my walk-in cl- and moving into my walk-in closet. He's not even given his right. own room. He's staying in the dad's room, and the dad can't do anything about it because of Malta's lack of law. I'm so proud of you. Right, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then we cut to it's a it's you know time has moved forward, and Josh and Julian are both at the restaurant. Hmm. And um, uh, and and the restaurant's getting ready to open. They have like reservations. They're very excited about it. Sure, they and do. And then Meg shows up, and Meg is now living in New York. And we find out that like the two months, like they did wait almost two months. Like, because mm-hmm. they were talking, and they said like. The two months, like, didn't they have, like, a week left or something? Like, it wasn't, yeah. they were like, the two months is almost up. Well, basically, mm-hmm. what happened is Josh planned the grand reopening of the restaurant to coincide with that two-month mark. So, she's there, like, right before uh. the two months start. So, he wasn't sure she was going to show up. And what I liked about this is, in the end, no one had to give up anything. She had her business. Yep. He had his business. And everybody had their business, and yeah, that was because that is like my one bone bone of contention with these movies is people somebody ends up giving something up, and no one had to give anything up. Right, and they could like, have thriving careers, and they kissed, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, they were kissing away, eating each other's. Face. Oh no, that's right. They were making out. Like they had a make out. They were making out. They didn't care. And they're like exhibitionists too. They're like doing it in front of people. And you know and they're the getting camera, on that night. And the camera did like a, a a shot where they like went around them as like they're making out in the middle of the restaurant. It was scandalous. Well, mm-hmm. Malta's got some history. I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. Malta's been inhabited inhabited from about 5900 BC since the arrival of settlers on the island of Sicily. And it goes on and on with this. Picture it. Sicily. Lots yeah. of stuff going on. Malta. Anyway. So so I liked this movie. I really did. What did you guys think? I liked it a lot. Uh, I oh go ahead, Kirk. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. I, I just well, I just thought the elements were dumb. Uh did I like it? I, I, I don't know. I guess uh, now that we've gone th- through it beat by beat, I, I, I find enjoyable elements of it. I I enjoyed it very much, and I didn't think I was going to. Even though I'm glad that Hallmark is doing more 
movies that have uh, gay characters at the, the center of it. I was a little worried about this. It sounded so corny, but I feel mm-hmm. like they were aware of how corny it was, and I, I like the fact that they were pushing the boundaries for Hallmark. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Now, Hallmark, yeah, it now Hallmark, if you're going to have a man kiss another man, which they did, you might as well say they're gay. Yeah. You may as well just say it. I am actually, you know, I've I've come around on my thinking on this. At first it bothered me when they didn't, but now I'm like, you know what? I feel like they're trying to ease their audience into this. They're trying to ease it in through the lens of, Mm -hmm. you probably know someone that is that thing. So let's acknowledge that that thing even exists. And the more we do that, then we'll eventually be able to say the word. And it won't seem so weird. And to be honest, I do tease the you know them doing this stuff, but in 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 reality, reality, honestly, I'm glad that they are not only trying; they are actually making a legitimate effort, mm-hmm. and it's obvious yeah. that they're making a legitimate effort. So I can't hate on that. Yeah, because a lot of other places will be like, "We're going to be more diverse," and then don't do anything. They're actually doing. Yeah. The only the only thing I'll ding them on and it, it's minor at this point is that so far the the gay characters we've had in Hallmark movies have still not been the central romance of the movie. Right. And right. I feel I feel like they're slowly moving us yeah. towards that, uh but we still haven't seen that yet. Once again, Hallmark Lifetime beat you at your own game. You better get it together. Yeah, <laughs> it's progress. I guess we should also add that, that it was one actor playing both yep. twins. Yes, Jeremy. And he Jordan. did a good job. Yeah, he's a, a Broadway star, star, right? Yeah, because he he did oh, okay. a, he did a good he did a good job because it really did seem like they were two different people. Yeah, it yeah, was actually yeah. very believable. The effects yeah, were yeah. meh, but uh, but yeah. him playing both parts was very believable. Yeah. 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 No, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, there was there was the stuff I like. So yeah. Anywho, if you want to find me, you can find me at my website, which is lesskirkendallbarrett.com, or you can find me on Facebook at Les Kirkendall Barrett. Kurt. Oh, sorry, Jason. Go to Kurt. Let's switch it up. Well, I was looking. You you can go to kurtfitzpatrick.com, K-U-R-T, but I wanted to promote Les's uh, Rogue Show. Oh, and thank you. Can I do that? That is called... Yes. So if you go to Rogue Festival, look up Rogue Festival online. Uh, Les is in a show, has a, his own show, called The Real Black Swan, and that plays um, on Friday, March 12th at 9 p.m. Pacific. And I'm doing, um, if you remember last year, I was doing the sketches in Fringe live stream every week. I had a um, an unaired sketch, and it's going to be showing this week in the Rogue Show Fringe Factor Online Edition. That's going to be... Wait. Yeah. 
So is it like the hidden tapes, the found tapes? Yes, it's, it is. It's, it's, a, it's an unaired <laughs> sketch, and it's, it's finally finding its home. It's finally going to be aired. It's only been seen by like two people, so it's been, now it's going to air as part of like the pre-show in um, the show Fringe Factor Online Edition playing Thursday, March 11th at 7 p.m. Pacific time, and that's also in the, in the Rogue Festival. So that's exciting. Yes, yes. And Jason. Oh, yes. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Uh, you can find all three of us on Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And please uh, rate and review us on whatever uh, app you're listening to us through, whichever podcast app. Uh, five stars are the highest stars that they give. We would love that. It helps more people find the show and uh, spread the love. Thank you. And, and you, by the way, you can find us on either Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or Pandora. And iHeart. And iHeartRadio. So you have six, six different avenues to find us. So whatever, yeah, whatever you listen to us on, give us a review. We would love that. And I guess that's it. So until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.